Welcome to this week's episode of the Life of the Bridal podcast. Please remember that we are not professional tipsters and always, always gamble responsibly. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Life of the Bridal podcast. I'm your host, Willie Taylor. Joining me as usual, two resident guests, Mr. Josh Bersey. Hello to you. Hello there. Uh, Mr. Jack Holden, hello to you. Afternoon. How are we doing, gents? How's the week been? Well, it's been two weeks since we lost school. Have, have we been? Yeah, there's been some, been right. some nice racing. Some oh, just We're just starting to get into the swing of things with the national hunt season, aren't we? We're seeing a few horses come out. It's just, mm. it's a great time of the year. I think once we once we have Cheltenham this weekend, I think we'll, we'll we'll feel we'll feel like we're 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 properly into the season. We are alive and kicking, as someone once said. Um, right, okay. should we just should we let's have a look back though first of all. Let's have a quick look at um, Champions Day Alaska to conclude the flat season. Overriding thoughts? Are we just pleased it's done? <laughs> Um, I think obviously there are some pretty special moments from 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 Saturday. Frankie uh, performs with Big Rock. I think there were some really um, really good moments. I think it encapsulated how much uh, certain individuals have contributed to the racing industry over the last thirty odd years. So it was a fitting end to the season, um, and there's never ending retirement tour. Where, yeah. Um, but, um, I think it was a good, a good day. I think the weather spoiled it a little bit, but I'm glad you mentioned the weather because I've got a question to ask you two. Champions Day on Bottlehams grounds in October always throws up <laughs> big price winners, strange results. Can we really carry on calling it Champions Day when, to all intents and purposes, it's just just another race day? Well, it's just, well, it's, I, just it's, well, it's just it's just it's just the, the it's just the end it's the end of season finale, isn't it? They call it that to ramp it up. What's the big uh, flat meeting before then? Would we say what's the? Uh, well, you, well, you've got the the arc meeting in uh, in <laughs> France at Longshop, or, you, or you've Longshop, got yeah. the ledger meeting at Doncaster. You've got yeah. the Zarowich and yeah. the Cambridge meeting at. Um, at Newmarket, there's mm. a few. Mm. It's difficult because I think the the flat season is so um, elongated. Mm. Yeah, that just drags. To be honest. And, ov- and obviously, you know, these horses, you know, they're they're finely tuned athletes. They need they need their rest. Proper, they need, need proper recovery. Well, like I was, listen- yeah. I was listening listening to the telly, and I was like, some horses have started to grow their winter coat already, and they've had to have them shaved off for the races. Yeah. Mm. It's too well, late. It's too late. It's too late. It shouldn't. It should be at least a couple of weeks earlier. I know, when, I the weather, when the weather was decent, then. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, there were no problems for Newmarket the week before. Yeah. <laughs> I almost think ending it before the Arc meeting in October would be beneficial to the season as a whole. But nonetheless, we did see some really good performances. I was particularly impressed. With King of Steel finally getting his head in front in a Group One, yeah, a great a great win there, yeah. and especially as it was for the main man Frankie the Toy. Yeah, yeah. all the way to finish um, British racing career. Uh, oh, absolutely. But do we not think it was a bit in danger of just being a Frankie the Toy tribute act? Just like... Oh, one hundred percent. But I, it's what race. I think it's what uh, I shouldn't have said. Tri- I should. I shouldn't have said tribute act. That's not the right phrase. But, but you know what I mean. But the the thing is, did you hear um, the jockeys come out for the big race, the champion states? They came out for the big race. No one was getting applauded. Then Frankie de Tori, everyone was applauding him. I think sometimes as racing, we have to play to our strengths. And Frankie de Tori yeah. does have a bit of character, a bit of charisma, and he yeah, is one of got, our he's, strengths. He's got he's got star quality. I'm not okay. going to mention any names here, but there are some other jockeys who are, I want to say, boring. Uh, yeah. Oh, and, and, and the fans don't necessarily take yeah. to the that. Word, 
I'm, 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 I'm think... professional. Please be professional, professional. Yes, but I'm, I'm thinking of one one man in particular in my mind, and I'm sure you both know who he is. And I think he could do so much more. I think I I know it's I know it's the flattest season, but the British racing industry has had a few knocks this year. I think it's safe to say, and I think. Like yeah. you said, Josh, playing playing to the playing to the straight to our strength, our, one of our biggest strengths in Frankie Vittori, and appreciating him for what he's done for so many years um, ha, is is something that we that we did really well as a yep. as a race, we'll, as a racing community. And we'll see him next year for Royal Ascot. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be back. He'll be back. He can't say no. Never-ending no. farewell. Five years yeah. time, we'll still be doing. He'll do another farewell tour. Decide, decide to stay on again. Magic. I'd like to um, just briefly touch on uh, something I tipped up at the end of our. Well, during between podcasts. Um, yes. Yes. Big Rock. I, yeah. I, if anyone who was checking out the social socials, I put up a little uh, video for you to uh, you to check out. I tipped up Big Rock at around fifteen to two on the morning. Um, I think it got in quite nicely um, when the ground was just tipping towards favourable for him. Um, and we also put a poll out after the uh, after the meeting, and mm. you all agreed that that was by far and away the performance of the weekend. Um, and you look at the look at the sectionals that would have won. Um, yeah, the the, stakes. yeah, certainly would have done that, beating Art Power by a good few lengths. Yeah, yeah. So, now, for those of you who don't know, we are on the Twitter. That's where these selections went. So please do feel free to go over to the Twitter, give us a follow at Life on the Bridal. There's lots of content between our podcasts. Yes, or to be more terminologically correct, uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, um, but yeah, no, on there you'll have seen there's a video where, of course, Jack tipped up Big Rock very successfully. I put up Sweet William as an each race out, which luckily placed, and Josh, rather unfortunately, was I'd go put, hard or go home. And, he, and, and, you, put, and as you said, you, the risk of blowout was there. And I, I put up a win-only shot. It was an each-way price. Risk of blowout, win-only. I'm not too fast. Say la vie. We go again. We go again. Yeah, we'll be going again this weekend, that's for sure. Uh, let's quickly, just while we round up some of the flat action quick um tribute to desert crown um desperately sad news that had to be put down after uh, a troubling leg injury um just four years old winner of the derby of course uh, uh just uh, a, a, a desperately sad sad state of affairs though really I, that's nothing not, what else can you say it's just Tremendous Great. Uh, talent. You missed out a good couple of years of action from yeah. him. Um, yeah, terribly sad, but the memories will live on. Yeah, yes, exactly. yes. Will. as a cliche, as a cliche. Uh, right, uh, moving on now onto cheerier uh, times. Um, I believe we wish to discuss jack i believe you had a question for us regarding frankie last one last thing well i think what i'm going to going to do i'm put, going to put out on the twitter at the end of this uh recording um which we're going to have a quick chat about it now um gents what was your favorite frankie Dettori ride of all time i think it's appropriate now i know it's probably been the topic of conversation for a very long time for some people but now that his racing career for the moment you know is all said and done in the uk what has been your favourite Frankie Tory ride? I mean, there, there are so many you could kind of latch on to mm. as fantastic rides. I mean, he's had a long and illustrious career. All of the times he's won the Ark, the big horses he's yeah. ridden, Enable, Stradivarius. But for mm. me, I, I don't think it's any of them. I'm, I'm going to talk about the Ebor from last year. Trawlerman. Now, he won on Trawlerman again at... Um, on Champions Day, uh, really, really good ride to win that, to be fair. But Trawlerman in the E-ball, he took Trawlerman out really wide, kept him straight, kept him there, 
and he ended up coming back at the end. And I just, I, I just thought it was classic Frankie, classic race riding. He knew what he was doing, and there was no way in hell any other result was going to happen in that race. I just thought it was magic, and correctly he got lauded for that ride. Yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, yeah, uh, it's difficult because you know there's so many. It's hard to pinpoint just one. Um, so I went back through the archives a touch. Not, no, not, not magic. Not well. Wait, well, I did go back through the archives, and then there's one that stood out. Uh, and Josh mentioned this place uh, over, over in France, over the channel, <laughs> um, at Longchamp. Uh, a place that we wanted a certain uh, horse getting hurt into maybe <laughs> maybe venture to. We might come up, we might touch on that later. But uh, 2015, Golden Horn, uh, you know, unfavorable draw, stayed on very, very well. Tough old battle. Got the job done. I think just epitomised Frankie Vittoria, kind of, you know, he, he, he came back to the, brought him back to the, the top of the game. And I think that just, you know, his longevity. Just, I think he's epitomising that ride. That's just one I've picked out. I'm going to be really, really basic here, but I'm going to take you back to the 28th of September, 1996. One of the worst days in British bookmaking history when Frankie Dottori rode a seven-timer completing the magnificent seven odds of 25,000 to one Fujiyama Crest. Winning the seventh race at Ascot that day just sealed his sort of almost mythical celebrity status amongst horse racing yeah. um, fans. Just a wasn't a particularly important race, but for so many, for so many punters, um, that meant a lot. And it was just a historic, historic day. Um, I think there's a really uh, interesting, not 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 great for Gary Wiltshire, but Gary Wiltshire was a uh, bookmaker on course that day, and he was a uh, he was bold, he was brazen, he was happy to uh, just keep laying Frankie Dottori to win that final race. And there's a great uh, documentary or uh, pod- recorded podcast uh, from um, Nick Luck's show where he went on and took him for a. Frankie took it for 1.4 million that day at Ascot. So <laughs> um, just a historic day for so many reasons. Um, so I'm going to say Frigian Crest. I'm going to be a bit basic, but that was a historic no, day in Britain. No. Um, no. And honestly, if you, ha- if you haven't seen that interview of Nick Luck, that's a must watch. It'll be on YouTube somewhere. It's a it really, is, really it good is, watch. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. Um, and just it, it highlights the, the the risks of the other the other side of the other side of the game that you know we always should be gambling responsibly, but you know the bookmakers, yeah, that's get their gambling as well. So they are though. So what extent anymore is the question? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Very good point. Yeah. Right, gents, uh, that's that's it. We've oh, do we want to quick. We mentioned the dandy naps. The dandy nap competition's finished now. Where do we place, Josh? Well, 750 entrants. We were 90th, which I don't think is amazing, but it's respectable. It's, it's respectable. respectable. It's respectable. Um, we, can, we can keep our chins up with that. We'll take it and we'll move on. Next year, we'll do even better. Uh, I think yeah. we, need to, we need to revise our strategy a little bit. I think there were a few too many late yeah. decisions going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, a, few, a few too many based on emotion, I suppose. That's mainly from... <laughs> yeah, definitely. I suppose um, Jack and my part. <laughs> but we'll, we'll be back next year, and if we can build on that 90th, we're happy. Exactly. Well done to well done to Trainer Geezer, who yeah. uh, achieved the, uh, the, the league, league and there. cup double, which I is know, quite a thing. Double, so. My word. Yeah, that's very impressive. Uh, what was our, what was our biggest prize winner? Uh, over the we had um, quite uh, early we had, on, wasn't it? Wasn't it quite early on? We had a we had Lily in the Jungle won at Ripon in the Grand Dand race, which yes. is quite fitting. Yeah. Um, and Pride of America, we had a eighteen to one to win the the John Smiths, which okay. I think I think was eighteen. So that was our biggest prize. I wanted to go win only that day. I was I was taken that was taken <laughs> away from me. I wasn't allowed to go win only on that one. So. 
that that cost us we, points. That's all I'm saying. Mm, yeah, well, if you're not going to win, don't lose. Um, right, we'll revive. We'll go on. We'll get yeah, better. We'll go on. Right, okay, that's the flat season done. Finito. No more. You won't hear about that for a good while now. Let's get on to the national hunt then. The proper stuff. Um, Jack, I believe you've got a kind of question and answer session for us, so the listeners uh, can be learning with us too. Yeah, I was just I was doing my doing my prep during the week. I got the um the um the racing post uh for the first time in a long time. I got the big the big jumps season kickoff. Um really good, really good um uh yeah, some really really some really insightful content from Ross Briley as well, wasn't that? <laughs> yeah, was, he, 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 he did his sort of horse racing fan, fancy football team, which was really good. Um, really, yeah, I really, course, really, enjoyed really, it, actually. really important for punters as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, that's yeah, that's not a dig at Ross. He's he's all right. I, I I've got a funny feeling we might have lost to him in a dandy naps actually. Oh really? Oh really? Oh. We 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 we. we, <laughs> well, we at one point in the season, we we were neck and neck, and I think Ross just blew us away a little bit. So there you go, there you go. So the key is the key is build horse racing fantasy football teams, and you'll be fine. <laughs> um, so, I, but I was thinking, I thought thinking of some key questions for you two for the to start the season. So I think first one: How open is the Gold Cup going to be this year? That division, realistically, how many horses can be competing for places on the big day or even win the thing outright how many do we think they are is it a particularly open division hmm. well, it's an interesting I, question because uh, oh, i've come up with eight eight names who i think have a chance at placing for certain. interesting interesting mm-hmm. um so obviously, I think we we look at Galapan and. Yeah, I, I think I think you've got to go Galapan de Champs and Brave Man's Game are gonna be in the mix, whatever. I think you've got to. Yeah. You've got I think to cons- Brave Man's Game is here is here Cheltenham horse. I think you can. I mean, like you, he pushed Galapan might well. I mean, uh, I, what, don't, two, two, I don't. I don't know how many how many legs was it at the end. I, don't, I can't remember, but seven, it was mighty close. Yeah, but it, it, it felt closer than that, if you get what I mean. Um, I, oh, yeah, I, I, I don't think that it's his favourite course, but I don't think no. he is particularly disadvantaged by racing there. I just think it doesn't play to his strengths. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't think I don't think the ground would be. It's not the ground they choose. I would I would say. Yeah, they'd want it a little Good. bit further. I I personally I think. It was mentioned, so I, I don't think he'll get that close again. I, I think his his Gold Cup aspirations will 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 peter out. I think he's a per, he's a perfect King George horse. He could he could happily go and win the next two. I think. Yeah. He, yeah. He, agreed. He could he could get get a triple up. Um, you got Jerry Colon. Yeah. Jerry you got Colon, the real yeah. whacker whose form yeah. is quite closely tied in. Um, Another one I've yeah. got there. A lot, a lot of people are, are kind of erring on the side of Jerry Colomb. I wouldn't be so quick to dissuade you from looking at the real whacker. I agree with that. I was also, I think I was watching the um, the, the preview with the, with the guys from the Racing Post. Um, and I think Johnny Deneen was saying, um, form after uh, Cheltenham is irrelevant. Yeah. What do we? Because I'm then looking at fast or slow. I I wouldn't have. Well, fast or slows run two very good races at Cheltenham, placed at yeah. the festival yeah. in the Coral Cup and in the Ultima. So I don't think you can go against him. But then again, you you look you look at horses like um, Cora Rambler, and you think, okay, Cora Rambler mm-hmm. has won two, well, two 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 Ultimas. It, and he's beaten fast or slow in one of those ultimates. Do we think fast or slow has better Gold Cup credentials than? Yeah, but I mean, Corrie Rambler didn't beat fast or slow by much. No, I, I know it's open to debate, but Corrie Rambler has then gone and 
ran a mighty race in the Grand National. He, you know, he wasn't he wasn't hard pressed to win that Grand National. He won that no. very very nicely. That that was that was yeah. a very very good win. Yeah. Um, and you're right. There was only a neck between fast or slow and Cart Rambler, but fast or slow, um, was off more weight. So would you say that that you know not much more weight, a four pound difference? I don't. I think that's quite negligible to be honest. It's going to be close. Like obviously, fast yeah. or slow has gone out. He's won that nice race at Punchestown, beating Galapagos. I, 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 but... I will. I will continue to argue that had Brabant's game, game not had that mistake at that race, I think mm. he could. He could well have won that. But I mean, it's if that's and maybe's, you know. Um, I've got three more names for you. Uh, yeah. Shishkin. What do yeah. you think? Do we think? I'd do we think really he's limited the Ryanair distance? No, I mean, I, don't think I mean. So. Look, in the Ryanair, Envoy Allen was a better horse. That's all I'm going to say. Oh. Yeah. Well, um. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that wind you two up. Let's, let's not I'm, get. Let's not. Well, let's not get bogged uh, down and who was better than who. Um, <laughs> uh, I've got Mombeg Mon Genius here. Uh, Mon Mombeg Genius, I would say, is more of a national horse. Being a bit I I I think they're going to target Mombeg Genius at the national. I don't. Think he'll be lining up in the gold cup. Um, and the last one I've yeah. got here, Lom House Press. Do you mean Lom Press? Lom Press, sorry. I've got LHP written down here. Lom <laughs> House Press. I mean, Lom Press. But, yeah, I'm, I'm relieved you said that, Jack. I'm relieved. Um, I knew yeah. it would be the last one. Um, I, I was I was thinking you might get to say like a hoy senor or something. I, I, you know, for some reason I was thinking about watch house cross. Yeah, less said about that the better. Um, uh, I, 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 I think Cheltenham will suit Long Press, but I want, I want to see him get there, and I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. not gonna state my name on it yet. I mean, there are there are definitely other horses who could come into the picture. I know they're going to start Monkfish off hurdling, mm -hmm. but you know. The Poisson. You've got a you've got a season. Yeah. It's not out of the question. Yeah. I, they're gonna target, I think, Adaho, maybe at the King George. Yeah. That would be interesting. I, I, I've it, said I've said for a while. I mean, obviously he'd be injured with God knows how long. But if runs well. If Alaho runs well in the yeah. King George and they feel that they can't win the gold cup with a blue tie anymore. They'll stick Alaho in there. I I I, I see Winning a Ryanair three times around is impressive. It's the fifth championship race. It is, but yeah. it's it's worth taking to, banking to and going after a Gold Cup. Surely, I could completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah. I just don't think. I don't think they'll think. I, I I I just think they might go Ryanair again. They'll just take the safe option, which is really boring. But I I I, th I think it's I think he's a banker to win the Ryanair. What about? I don't see. Oh no, you can't. No, I'm. I'm sorry, but when was the last time that you saw Alaho run? I, I'm purely saying. I what 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 else will beat him? You, we'll, we'll have Shishkin there. Okay, maybe, but I think they're going to take a chance for Shishkin. I think they're going to roll the dice. I think they'll yeah. roll the dice for Shishkin, take him over further, and you have this situation where if he doesn't take to the to the extended distance he's going to come off some terrible rides and drop back into the run But are you, are you saying that you think that Alaho is a bet for the Ryanair at the moment I think if he runs well in his first race back he will be short than two to one admittedly seven to one you know at the moment it's a fair price but I think I think that's great Sevens. but you're you're on how he's on, yeah, but yeah, he hasn't run since April 2022. Mm. So, so you're taking your chance on fitness and form, but I think if he wins his first race back well, you won't, you won't see, you won't even see two to one. But yeah, I, I, I don't think the Gold Cup is open, open, but I, I'm also kind of thinking, well, actually, how many horses are going to turn up in the Gold Cup? Hmm. How many horses are actually going to run in it? 
we have this we have this conversation every single year about how next year's Gold Cup could be the greatest we've ever seen, and yet you, one by one they drop like flies, and you get mm. a decent race that you think what could have been, and it will be exactly but, the same. It'll, it's been like that since time immemorial. It'll be I like that think, I think of the five of, of sorry of the list I've got there. If five of them turn up, I think you've got lots of different angles to approach the race from. Galapandashon is not unbeatable. He's oh, not yeah. Unbeatable. Very, yeah. Not, I mean, has been beaten in a, in a race. <laughs> and that... on, on, on any one of these horses' days, I'm, I would probably say not Brave Man's game personally after last year. <laughs> He's there for the taking. He's there for the taking. Because I think Brave Man's game lost by seven lengths last year. I looked at it this way. He lost by seven lengths last year. Gallopandachon did not have an easy ride round. Yeah, you, yeah, you've got to look at the way he travelled in the race. He didn't travel into it strongly. If he yeah. travels like that again, he might find nothing. Yeah, yeah. And I think he had a really good last mile. He, mm. A couple of things went his way. I mean, you look at look, look at Hewitt. Hewitt, yeah. yeah. Hewitt doesn't yeah. go down. That's a bit of traffic. Yeah. So. And, and Joshua, I think he was in your. Josh will argue if a hoist and your didn't go down, then. <laughs> well, I maintain a hoist and your could have won that Gold Cup. I maintain that. Yeah. Plus, and... You know, they're going to start him off hurdling this season, I think, but I maintain he could win the Gold Cup. <laughs> well, look, look, I'm just looking now on Odds Checker, the, the top nine in the market GDC twos, Jerry sevens, Brave Man's Game 12, Shishkin 14s, Fast Slow 18s, Long Press 20s. Real Wacker 20s, Cart Ramber 20s, Constitution Hill 25s. I mean... Uh, who is offering that price? I don't know. Well, that's best odds. <laughs> who yeah, is offering is. that it price? Is. It is, that is. It is. Uh, <laughs> I can't even see. I, I genuinely can't even see. Well, I'll tell you this for nothing. They are absolute crooks. <laughs> don't mention that. You get 33s for... <laughs> You get Bambridge for 33s. <laughs> um, Bambridge will go for the Ryanair. Bam- Bambridge is my idea of the potential Ryanair winner. And I just, against, I, really like, I, really like, I really like that. Really like that. But, you know, we, we are miles out. We've got a whole season of racing yeah. ahead of us. You know, the Gold but Cup this is, is it, but this is one it. This race. Is make, this is where you make your name and where you, you stick your neck out on the line and you find out you were wrong. All right. I'm going to stick okay. my neck on the line. All of the anti-post bets we potentially have tipped up or other people might tip up to our listeners, you might get a better price on the day. Yeah. Yeah. Look like, at, um... if, if you are betting anti-post from January through to about the festival, you are going to get a better price on the day. It yeah, is. Yeah. Anti-post betting is an absolute con these days. I've had enough yeah. of saying it. Oh, yeah, just... you're, you're completely right. I just think it's wait, fun wait, to wait, talk. Stop Honestly, last year was my lowest ever amount of bets I've had empty post, and I can see myself placing even less this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like I, I've, no. I've, I've been big on empty post before. That time has gone. My, my next um, question for you: Are you going to stick your neck out on the line here? This is for you because I'm, I'm, I'm not aboard this train whatsoever. I wasn't no. last year. I'm, I'm still not. How good is Marine National? How good is he? Josh, do you want to go first or should I go first? Go for it, Will. Brilliant. Um, fantastic. I think we'll win the article. Josh and I have had this discussion about Marine National Fasel Vega. Uh, I actually heard Jordi Denis come out and say Fasel Vega is a great bet for the article um, at, far, at about five to one. I, I, brilliant. That's great. Thanks for that. Marine National is going to win. I want to see Marine National over a fence. I want to see how slick the jumping is. If the jumping is slick and it is low, I think Marine National is my idea of the Arca winner. And then the champion chase. Because I feel like that was Marine (laughs) National's great strength, quickening up. If the fences Mm -hmm. are getting in Marine National's way, I don't think him quickening up is going to be as much of an asset as yeah. it perhaps was in the su- uh, in in the Supreme, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fair one. That what? that's the, that's the reason why I've I've been saying, you know, it's not. I, I when when we when we look at the novice chasers, I always like to see them run. 
before I commit to anything. And I think Marine National has all of the potential to be a fantastic horse, potentially an ARCA winner, potentially could win loads of other races on the way. But mm. I want to see uh, him jump first. Uh, I want to see him I've, jump. I've not smashed in. I've not, I've not like sunk a grand in or anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, look, when Barry, when Barry Connell came out before the Supreme and said, look, we've got the best horse here. And everyone was like saying, it hasn't run for ages, you know. Uh, and what did it do? It put out an absolute stormer of a performance. And he was but, very bright. But Marine National is the five to two favourite for the Arkle. And we are in October. Do I, do, no, Josh, Josh, I, look, I'm not going to defend bookies and say that's a that's oh that's a great price, you know. There's there's there is always there is obviously uncertainty, but from what I've seen, from what I've heard, I think this horse is the real deal, and can do something very special. Maybe that's me just getting too emotional and buying into the story, but you know what? If I am, so be it, because it's fun, and I'll sit my neck on the line. Marie National is going to be the Arca winner, barring anything. Yeah. What about what about Charger? <sighs> uh, well, <laughs> always the bridesmaid <laughs> going over a fence. Yeah. I love that. I think it's I think it's a great move. I love it. I absolutely love oh, it. Look. And he's he's got time on his hands compared to horses like Fahim who went over at twelve. But... Look, um, I like Charger. Uh, I I love Charger. A brilliant. I've back, backed it many a time, but you know, uh, I'm not. You know, I'm not feeling it. Okay, fair enough. Again, but, again, but it just, it just. I th- I think we're all agreed. I mean, National has the making of a very good horse, and I'd love to see him jump a fence. Absolutely love it. Hmm. And we know that on the day we'll be smashing in. Right, uh, Jack. What's your next question? Next question for you. With the first of the National Hunt Triple Crown uh, approaching, how relevant do you see the Betfair Chase at Haydock in the grand scheme of things for the Gold Cup race at the end of the season? Does it bear much weight at all? Or do we just see this as a really, well, uh, a rate, a great, a great one race which has lots of potential is never realized one word irrelevant Ooh, wow straight in because i was doing my uh, i did, did a little, little bit of a reading i think since 2010 only mm-hmm. one horse has doubled up won the uh betfair chase and the gold cup yeah in the, the, same year. the, the betfair chase at, is a very good race in its own rights yeah it is i agree it, and it and it could be even better if we had more horses turn up for it the, the tracks are completely different mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the haydock the the tight the tight track of haydock is nothing compared to a gold cup test i just you have you have to be a very good horse to win the betfair chase undoubtedly but then again, you, you look back a few years, you see Bristol DeMay willing the Betfair chase. And Bristol DeMay, you know, back to back. Back to back. Very, very good horse. Very good horse in his own right. Placing the gold cup. Yes. Lost in, tran- lost in translation, won it. Placing the gold cup. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, was, I, was, I was on that train for, for a few stops too many, I think. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're sensing a theme here. Placed in a gold cup. Yeah. Not won a gold cup. Well, happily told one. Mm. But mm. in the last 13 years, he's the only one to do it, but to win both. I mean, you've got the likes of Corto Star well, who have done it. Well, Imperial Commander but... won the Gold Cup and then won the Betfair Chase the year after. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> look, um, I'm gonna, I'm, I think, I think a, a wider point is that does it not just show how? I mean, you said this so many times. I'll be really quick. How racing is far too preoccupied with the Cheltenham Festival, and how other great races just diminish in significance mm. because everyone just, just it, only cares it, about Cheltenham. That's an, that's an interesting point though. But every everything resorts around the sorry re, revolves around the um, 
the finale in the national yeah, season. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. It's like the same kind of argument in, sorry to, to digress, like in rugby about how everything's building up for a World Cup. You always, you kind of forget the stuff in between. If everything's building for Cheltenham, sometimes you could just neglect other big races in between. And I'm not saying that trainers or horses or owners want to lose races. Of course they don't. They want to win. But but let, let's, you, they lose significance when they could be built up as proper events in their own right. I know it's a wide, it's probably too big a discussion mm. for today. But let, let's say you're 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 an owner and a trainer, and you're you're mapping out. You've got you've got a promising sort wants to kind of get into that gold cup picture. You're mapping out your route for the season. Mm-hmm. Would you go to the Betfair Chase? I wouldn't. If I if I have a gold cup horse. I'm sending them now. My my, I have limited experience in you know the actual operations of the horse racing world. However, <laughs> I think there's more than enough. There's more than enough time to have send the horse to Haydock, to Kempton, to the King George, and then Cheltenham. Now, whether they yeah. go and whether they whether they win it all, that's another question. But I want to, my horse to be competing in and winning. Well, hopefully winning as many Grade One races as possible if they are capable of doing so. Now, obviously they've got to be able to. They've got to turn up. They've got to get there. They've got to skate well. They've got to train well and everything like that. And yeah, these animals have to be looked after. But if my horse is deemed fit and ready to race by the the medical officer, I would send it. I, I would send it to all three. If I had it, if I, I, yeah, I, I'd, I'd want to. I'd want to win. A, I'd want to win the uh, well, the stayers triple count. I, 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 yeah, there you go. I'd, I'd want to do it, but I'm not a trainer. We, 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 we don't, we don't want the horse racing getting like boxing, which is, which is just an absolute the best, farce. the best, the best hide from each other. And well, and this is, and this is why people, people like Josh and I, you know, don't attack you, but we, we, we rebut your claims for a five-day festival. We need fewer races at Cheltenham, not more. Agreed. Fully, fully agreed. Mm-hmm. That's then. Then you will. Then the best horse. Then the horses are forced to go up against each other. Bring back the three-day festival. I'm saying two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Sorry. Um. Okay. And then my last question is obviously something that every single racing partner has spoken about mm-hmm. at least once this summer. Constitution Hill hurdles second season. Discuss second season syndrome. Third season, happen. Day, but second, oh, yeah, second go at the champion. How do we feel? Uh, Josh, I, 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 yeah, I, I'd have loved to see Constitution Hill go over fences. I'm sure everyone would have loved to see Constitution Hill go over fences. Do I necessarily think they were wrong to stay hurdling? No, I think it's a very safe bet. I think Michael Buckley has already won the champion chase. I think they were only going to go chasing mm-hmm. if he could have won the gold cup. And I think there's not necessarily enough to go on. I, I you know, I don't think going down that Arkle route would have been beneficial. I think if you were going to do it, you like obviously you won the Aintree hurdle over that extended distance. I would have gone down that route, the two mile four furlong route, and tested out. Because the thing, the, the, yeah, the, the turners, wow, well, the thing is, you can always come back to hurdles. You don't have to stay chasing. You, uh, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can go, you can go for a novice chase and then go to the Christmas hurdle. I mean, you can do what you like, really. It's not yeah. necessarily the best for the horse, but if you decide later on that chasing is not, not for Constitution Hill, then that's fine. However, now they've committed to going and staying hurdling, do I think we will ever see him over a fence? I'd say no. Yeah. And that disappoints think, me. That disappoints me. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it, it, it will, sorry, Jack, you go. I, I think it's really... When do we, first, when do we first think we'll see him this season? Well, we'll when see him at the 5th and 5th, won't we? Yeah. 5th and 5th at Newcastle? <laughs> okay. I think... If the, we the, don't the, route, the route's been the route's been mapped out. Yeah. If, if, fighting fifth, if, Christmas hurdle, international champion hurdle. That is what Nikki is thinking. 
And then he, maybe... Oh, and the, the international has been put on trials day now, so it's a bit further yeah, away from the Christmas. But he needs to go to Ireland. If they're mm. doing this, if they're doing this, they need... Yeah. We, he's no, a fantastic and as long as, he, as long as he comes out of Cheltenham well, he needs to go to Ireland. Because otherwise we're going to have... He may go... We, look, you know, we, we said this as a joke last year. He may go over the flat eventually. You know, we may we may see him doing stuff there over two miles. But if this is the Constitution Hill we're going to have for the next two, three years, we ha- I want to see him go to Ireland. And would you want? There. Would you want? Would you want to see him go to Punchestown afterwards, or would you like to see him go over to Leopardstown for the Dublin Racing Festival before? <laughs> Because I'd love to see that. And there's not going to be much difference in date from the trials day, which Nicky has said he's excited about to run in the international. So I, I don't see why that's not an option. I, I, I'd rather see him in the DRF. Oh, so, so I, I, think, I think so. I think you'll get a better quality race in the DRF. Yeah. I think Cheltenham form can sometimes go out the window after the festival. Yeah. But I think, I think we have to see him taking on horses on an away day. Yeah, it's like one of the big reasons why you can largely discount the entry hurdle last... Um, well, yeah, the entry hurdle, sorry. Where uh, one easily was very good, but it wasn't a kind of a barnstorming performance where it blew everyone away. It was a much three win. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's... Because uh, straight up, you know, it was kind of like... The, they were riding the wave of emotion from one of my yeah. top favourite phrases from from but the festival win. I think I, does does the Aintree hurdle need Constitution Hill? No. I would argue no. If he goes to Ireland, it was it was it was nice to see him over a slightly extended trip. That's all. Yeah, that's it's, 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 that is it's the only thing I can take from that. It's yeah. good to see his versatility, and that was the one positive that we can take from that. Obviously, he's going to get older. His, his you know, his stamina is going to increase and improve, and he that distance will be more comfortable for him. I think in a in a, in a race going forwards. But he, um, it, it was nice to see him at Aintree because he extended out his season longer than he did the year before, proving that he yeah. could potentially go to Punchestown. Like we were at um, the Peter O'Sullivan Open Day after his uh, Supreme win, weren't we? And we we saw him yeah. there. He, he, he he looked like he was ready to be put away for the summer. He was ready yeah. to go out and eat. He was very ready to go to Ascot. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was just he was he didn't want another race. But going to Aintree, that's extended it out. And potentially, if he wants to go to Punchestown, he's going to need to extend it out a bit more. So yeah, I'd like I'd love to see him in Ireland, but we'll see what. See what the road brings us. Right. It's Cheltenham weekend. Well, Friday, Saturday. Uh, listeners, just want to say we will be there on the Friday. Uh, so we're going to be enjoying some, some good racing. Uh, it'd be good to get back at the the, the pantheon of, uh, of National Hunt Racing in this country. And we're just now, rather than just going through a, a typical preview where, quite frankly, you, know, you hear stuff that you could hear anywhere else except for our brilliant insight of course which is all original um we're going to come up with just a slightly different way of doing things uh just provide you our best bets and selections uh for the for, for the two days and you could take that and ingest uh gents uh who are we going to start with we're going to start with uh and we're going to start with you josh uh sorry i picked on you but we're going to start with you best bets of the weekend well my I'm going to go with the first one. It comes... They, they, all my best bets come on the Friday. I, I love the Saturday nice. at the showcase meeting, but all my best bets come on the Friday because we're going to be there. And I've paid yeah. extra attention to it. Now, my first one comes in. The the Class 2 Novices Hurdle, the 2.45 over two miles and four furlongs. And it comes in the form of everyone's game. Now, this is a classic me bet. Priced up at 33 yeah. to 1. I'm going to say win only. Win only, 33 to 1, wow. everyone's game. And that is for the pure reason that I'm not sure about the ground. Now, they say, they're saying good to soft, good in places, but it has been a bit rainy. 
I'm not so sure this yeah. horse wants anything softer than good. So I'm going to say win only, Justin. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, it's another one who could be out the back. But I, I think everyone's game has taken a bit of time to come to hand. It's not necessarily the best race. You've got El Elephants, you've got Tagman in there who are decent horses. I'm not sure I rate Encanto Bruno as much as I once did. I know you want to have a word about that later. Um, but, I, you know, I, I would potentially play play a tricast and have Ele- Elephant, Tagman first and second and just have everywhere, everyone's game in at number three. Um, mm. Solid. Got, got a chance if he puts everything together. Charlie Longston knows what he's doing. Mm. Lily Pynchon is a decent jockey. Um, so that, that that's my first bet. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's the type of price that you might want to play each way, but I don't think the 33 to 1 will last. I imagine go for around 16s to mark. So if you can get on early, get on early by all means. Yep. I am moving to the amateur jockeys handicap, the class three over 25 furlongs, yep. 4.30. <laughs> and... Um, Courtmaster is the horse I've got my eye on. Now, if you know me, you know Courtmaster has been the apple of my eyes for a very, very long time. A decent horse. Not so sure that Courtmaster has had a chance to show as good as he is over the years. He's he's had some wins. He's had some decent races. I still think there is more left under the bonnet. Ran a decent race in the summer. Second at Utoxita to Land of Smiles. Land of Smiles is a very good horse. Absolutely. Land of Smiles is a very good horse in its own right. And I think this race, it's not the strongest. It's a fairly weak race. And with the great Barry O'Neill on board, I I can see an absolute peach of a ride here. I can't see Courtmaster out of the places. I I honestly... One One off top weight? Does that in any way concern you? Doesn't bother me. It's a weak race. So wait, Listen, right. I'm looking at this and yeah, it, it is it is pretty weak. It's a pretty it's um, a pretty pretty dire race. Like um, but then we come to the nap. Very good. The absolute best bet, and I'm gonna go win only again. Good. Soul icon in the finale on Friday, the class three handicap hurdle. I don't know how well you've been following Soul Icon. Soul Icon ran a very good race last year to win the conditional jockeys handicap hurdle on the same card. Clearly likes the course and distance, beating Calico by three and a half lengths, who went on to have a decent season. Nayati, who went on to win races, have a decent season. Castel Gondolfo, who is a fantastic horse. Sofan Bullbeck, who is a fantastic horse. And Soul Icon is race fit, has run this month. Ran a really, really good race over at everyone's favourite race course, Fontwell. Uh, beating <laughs> Mr. Freedom, Orkham Risk and 50 Ball. A really decent field. Mr. Freedom was very well fancied that day. But Soul Icon got the better by a good three and a quarter lengths. Never being caught. Win only. 11 to 1. <laughs> yes, please. All day long. Interesting. Uh, Jack, do you want to follow up? Um, I've only got one one bet for you, so by default it is my nap. I'm also going to offer yeah. something up anti-post for the festival. Nice. Um, but I'm going for Cam's and Ass in the main event on the Friday, the five to four, the sharp novices hurdle. It's a Grade Two race. Um, mm-hmm. One for one so far. This is his uh, first race over hurdles. I think it's a really Really winnable race, best price you can get seven to two. I think it's an open field, and I'm willing to take a chance at that price. Um, take on the horse like Toto, too. Um, very respectable horse, but I think Camsnas for me, by the def- I say by default, it's my nap, it's probably the only leading fantasy I have. And then I'm also going to offer up uh, Katira for the mayor's. Hurdle on the Tuesday at the festival. Skeletons are really, uh, I think, well, no, I'm not going to say really comment about it, but I, they think she's got a great chance. So I'm going to offer that up as well. 
Fair enough. I will, di- enough. I will divulge later. Um, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Right, so. Uh, we'll circle back to me and I'll finish up. Uh, the first one I'm going to do, I've got a couple here where I'm taking on Josh here, actually. Oh. Um, and my first is in the five past five on the Friday. And it is actually next to Soul Icon in the market. It's Kansas City Star at tens. Uh, I just think that kind of price, double figure price, I think it's worth, worth having a look here, certainly each way. Uh, this is very much my new way of punting. As, as I keep saying, I've mentioned it the last couple of times, if you're not going to win, don't lose. Very consistent record when when the horse finishes. <laughs> we've got a, we've got uh, three seconds in a row. We've got a, a third, a second, a fourth, and, and there's one a point to point. And I just think consistent, cons- being consistent as a novice, and I think at that kind of price, I, I'm, 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 I'm very interested, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, the next one I'm going to mention, and this is purely on emotional grounds. So, listeners, I, I don't take this as given. Uh, and it's, it is in Canto Bruno in the quarter to three. Uh, 92 is not a price I'd be saying smash. I'd be put your life savings on, boys um, and girls, of course. We are. Um, uh, but it's a horse that I've got a bit of an emotional connection with. So we've got to be getting involved with um as, uh, in as some degree. So 92, Canto Bruno has won, of course, this meeting last year. So I'll be on there. And then my nap is actually on the Saturday. And it is Lord Accord in the same colours as Court Master. Um, and uh, let's just in the epic jump season at William Hill Handicap Chase, which Josh, of course, will love that title. Um, we've got uh, other horses there, quick draw under supervision. Lord Accord is a horse that I've been looking at a long time. I was very big on him for the festival. Unfortunately, things didn't quite work out. Um, but I think that it's got a decent mark. It's going to be it's going to be fired up for this one. Um, 13 to 2 is a good enough price for me to be getting involved with. That's my nap. Well, listeners, I think that's pretty much it. I just want to add that we will be at Cheltenham on Friday, so we'll be looking to get some content out for you. Look out on the socials, predominantly Twitter, or X, formerly known as Twitter, Life on the Bridal podcast. Uh, just, we're also going to be looking to produce some more content regarding anti-post and we're talking about, oh, Frankie, best rise. We're going to hand it to Jack just to explain a bit further. So we're going to get uh, a poll going this week. It's going to be our, our weekly poll. So as mentioned earlier, we had our three best uh, Frankie Dory rides. So Fujiyama Crest for me, Golden Horn for Will in the Ark, and uh, Josh uh, put up uh, Trawlerman um, at the Ebor. Uh, we're also going to leave that open for you to comment your other um, other favourite Frankie you could, Dory rides. You could say Stradivarius, you could say Enable. Stradivarius, Enable, there are so many to choose from. And also we're going to be just like make it we're not tipping horses but i'm going to put up some anti-post suggestions at this stage of the season where you may be able to find some value before some horses have their first runs and that's leading into the 2024 cheltenham festival so i'll be expanding on my uh katira uh proposal um from earlier will one of them be sandor again well, too early to tell i think Oh, okay, that's a shame. Queen's Gamble might get a shout out at some point. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? Uh, I'm, still, I'm still on that train. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, gents, pleasure as usual. Listeners, hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you soon. Uh, but first of all, uh, but finally, uh, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Jack and Josh. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you later.